everybody, and welcome to the Tim 44, a weekly webisode and podcast from the editors here at CCJ, Overdrive, and Truck Parts Service. I'm James Gillette, and my co-host on the other side is Jason Cannon, editor of CCJ. This week on the Tim 44, what does the recent major hack on the U.S. government and major companies like Microsoft mean for trucking and for motor carriers? And how can fleets safeguard their companies and their sensitive data and systems from hacks like that and basic phishing attacks and other types of malware? We'll dive into that and more. So a quick note for me and Jason here uh, about the 1044 and about our trucking media outfits in general. We kicked off uh, this podcast in October of 2020, and we appreciate all of the readers and viewers who have tuned in and listened uh, and, and watched since then. But we have a few exciting announcements before we jump into the topics around fleet cybersecurity. Uh, for starters, CCJ has a brand new look and feel, uh, which you can check out at ccjdigital.com. Yeah, a lot of people have been hard at work on it for a few months, and it's good to finally let people see what's been going on. You know, my hope is that the readers are going to find the site a little easier to navigate with some tag-along benefits like improved readability, especially for you mobile users, and some faster load times. Overall, I hope everybody out there feels like the new format improves your reader experience because that was the entire purpose. Uh, if you don't, shoot us an email, uh, shoot us a Facebook message, a tweet, uh, just you know, share your thoughts with us in any format you're comfortable with. Yeah, and secondly, we're excited to announce that we're taking the 1044 in a slightly different direction. Uh, any regulars, uh, regular listeners or watchers out there know that Jason and I usually tackle a variety of topics each week, uh, scratching the surface of each one just a little bit. But moving forward, every week on the 1044, we're going uh, to, to use a new format, instead focusing on one single issue uh, in which we dive a little deeper into. Uh, so we'll be bringing on new guests each week uh, to dive into those topics with us, and we're excited to have you on on board uh, as we make that transition and as always we still welcome your feedback uh, please shoot us an email 1044 trucking at gmail.com or give us a call 404-491-1380 uh, 1380 and leave us a voicemail yeah the, the prior format was a lot of fun and it's certainly been well received based on a lot of the emails and the tweets that i get every week but i think there were a lot of times that you and i are just trying to pack too much into a very narrow window of time Focusing on a single topic is really what's going to enable us to bring in a lot of guests. Uh, and I think for our audience, there's a lot of value in getting to hear directly from the people that you and I generally would just either quote or paraphrase. Yeah, Jason, to that end, speaking of guests, uh, you and I have been uh, pounding the pavement the last couple of weeks, uh, by phone anyways, um, trying to talk to uh, cybersecurity experts and those at motor carriers who can shed light on this issue of cybersecurity and, and trucking fleets. Um, and one of the key takeaways I found most interesting in those conversations uh, is that I think we tend to think of hacks as really sophisticated attacks by coders sitting somewhere in a dark room somewhere. And I'm sure there's an element of that. Uh, but a few sources I've talked to this week said most attacks on companies' IT systems are simply from uh, someone clicking a phishing email or, or a uh, SMS phishing uh, text, or something like that. Uh, and what that means for fleets is that they're likely most vulnerable at the driver level, meaning a driver um, clicks a link that they shouldn't in an email or in a text, and it, it offers uh, a window for malware or ransomware to, enters, uh, to enter fleets' uh, systems and then, and then cripple those systems. Uh, so training drivers and other staffers on these issues truly is paramount. 
Yeah, and, and doing my research for this and doing my research as code for Googling, I found some pretty staggering statistics. Google flags 18 million phishing attacks every day. And, and Patrick Morley, who I talked to, he's a vice president of uh, he's vice president general manager of VMware's security business unit. His company analyzes 1.3 trillion security events every day across its customer network. 1.3 trillion. That's more than the entire global population by orders of magnitude. Among today's guests on the 1044 include Kevin Lenardic, who's the CTO for LTL and Final Mile TMS provider Carrier Logistics. He also has some pretty eye-popping stats, but he'll also share with us some tips and strategies that can help carriers guard themselves from an attack. Yep, and we'll also have uh, Chris DeMillo, who heads IT for the 500 Truck Leonard's Express, uh, and he was kind enough to share an experience that his company had a few years ago with a cybersecurity breach, and he uh, has advice for other carriers about how they can ward off those attacks. Um, we'll also hear from Chris's colleague at Leonard's, Mike Riccio. Uh, he, um, he's the chief of marketing over at Leonard's, and he has some good advice as well. Um, and we'll also talk to Chris Wolf and uh, Luis Rodriguez, both at uh, the asset tracking firm PowerFleet. Uh, they're both experts on cybersecurity and prevention tactics that fleets can use uh, in their own operations. Well, first up, James, here's Kevin Lenardic. Uh, he's going to detail some staggering statistics around cyber breaches. Um, 90, 95% of all cyber attacks uh, breaches are happening because of human error, not because of, of really other, other ways. Um, in fact, cyber attacks, I, I've heard in multiple sources, um, occur every 39 seconds, which is incredible. That, and, and nobody would even believe that. You know, the, they, they want to get into your systems. Now, why do they want to get into your systems? Well, they want to get to your data. It's, it's all about data, usually. Because um, once they have your data, they can, they can hold it hostage. Um, they could even use it simply to get to, to other people's data, um, your, your customers' data. I've seen um, many articles on where you, you've been hacked, um, but then all of a sudden you don't even know it. And in fact, you got, um, you got a message from, from your customer saying, hey, I heard you got hacked. And you're like, wow, how did that happen? Uh, so again, they, they really might not even consider you as the target, but again, you're your end customer's targets. And so again, people say, well, why do I care about me? It's, I'm just this little, little transportation company. But again, your data is val valuable, invaluable. And um, again, your customers are invaluable to them. That's great stuff from Kevin. And uh, we'll hear from him uh, a little bit more in just a minute. For now, here's another really smart guy, Chris DeMillo from Leonard's, uh, describing the attack that his company faced in 2017 uh, and his and Mike Riccio's advice for other carriers in beefing up their own IT systems. June of uh, 2017, I can remember it like it was yesterday. Um, and uh, with Leonard's, we did experience um, a, a uh, heavy, heavy impactful event. Now, um, you know, from a from a financial perspective or from a uh, data loss perspective, we were very fortunate. Uh, but we did have a significant disruption to our operation, um, and a lot was learned. You know, if if above all, we learned a great deal of of um, uh, what a compromise can certainly do, uh, disruption wise, right? We were compromised by a by a rather uh, a benign phishing attempt, um, and 
it, it, it basically brought our systems to a halt. Um, you know, we didn't know, it, it was first hard to identify what it was that was, that was impacting our uh, computer systems. Um, and once it was identified, we had to go through the rigorous tasks of, of completely removing and cleansing our environment from client client devices to server infrastructure. I mean, we at one point we brought everything down that had a, a that was plugged into an outlet. Um, I mean, we were we were running on phone calls and paper paper notepads. Really taught us was we we were fortunate, as Chris said, is that it was somewhat of a benign issue that created it wasn't ransomware right so we, we were lucky we were lucky there um and really we were able to get people remotely and working remotely kind of old school right you know through through uh, well at least with we had cell phones and 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 people were at homes and and outside environments and working so we were kind of doing that the, the COVID thing before COVID hit uh, we were kind of forced to do that thought we were doing a pretty good job with things and it really uh, in a weird way it was probably a good thing that it happened and that it happened thankfully to the small degree that it did because it, it enabled us to really put together a more robust or more detailed continuing work plan should we get hit again with either a phishing attempt or you know what would we do if we had a ransomware so to speak attack and we, we do believe it was a an email um user uh, clicked on a, a link is kind of what our what, what we believe and then uh that's all it takes is in, in, you know you think about you think about a protection layer right and you've got this you've got this protection suit and, and, and I'm here in the safe bubble and I go, I go poke a little pinhole through there. That's all they need, you know, and once that pinhole is exposed and open in your environment, it just floods. And then it was mind blowing um, and scary, really. Thankfully it wasn't ransomware, right? There, there, there data that wasn't getting encrypted and then uh, held for ransom for us to make a payment. It wasn't a situation like that. We believe, and after consulting with a, a security expert that we brought in-house to help us get through it, we believe it was a, a, a data mining piece of virus or software or malware that was going to be probably relaying uh, uh, contact data to go sell on some black market, right? Whether it be email addresses or uh, some, other, some other type of um, um, either personal or, or, or information, right? I think that it was assumed that uh, cybersecurity was an IT issue prior to that situation. And what that situation did was really bring to the forefront that it's everybody's issue. And that, you know, uh, not to be cliche, we're as strong as our weakest link, right? And really the beginning of it was just educate, 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 and then re-educate, and then do some testing, right? That the, the IT team would send out a phishing scam that they created to see who would click on it and then not to embarrass that individual, but then to have conversations with that individual in their department that say, look, here are the things that are create could create us a security breach that could create, that could really bring the company to a halt. The, these types of attempts are becoming way more sophisticated than they used to be. And that um, if you're not continually 
having this at top of mind or forefront in the conversation at some point in time, you're, you're possibly going to be uh, compromised again. And as Chris said, everything is so automated today with our technology, you know, from our paperwork flow, from our communication, from our, you know, you know, from location, from, uh, you know, information exchange between our customers, that there are, there are so many different entry points that you've constantly, you know, it's, 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 not, it's, it's like Harry Potter, there's constant vigilance, right? <laughs> and, and, and you just have to continue to educate. And I do think some of the publicity that's gone on with some of the large companies that have been penetrated, you know, like, you know, Target and Visa and some of the other, there's been some recent transportation companies as of late that have been penetrated. I think that keeps it, unfortunately for those folks, it keeps it, you know, so to speak in people's minds that, Hey, look, this isn't going away and it's going to, and what, you know, we're just as much a target, even though you wouldn't think we would be a target, but we are really talked about it. Um, we knew about it. We thought we knew about it. We thought we had sufficient protection. And again, we learned a lot of hard lessons, uh, but good, valuable lessons in, in taking importance of this area uh, of investment, um, either at a, a training and a communication level or at a uh, software investment technical practice uh, level, right? So talk about it, right? If you're not talking about it, it's already too late. We also talked with Kevin about why drivers are a target. And here's what he had to say. If you have a laptop and you're, you know, you're a truck driver and you're on an open, an open Wi-Fi network, that's, that's a big concern. Um, so if you're, if you're a driver or, and you use a laptop and you're on an open network, well, you should always be using uh, a VPN to, to connect to wherever you're going. Um, all, all of your, your telematics and all your systems on board your truck, uh, um, they, they all need to be using current uh, security protocols. You know, they call them uh, TLS protocols and SSL protocols. Um, so again, uh, it's, it's, it's the, not only the drivers, it's the whole company's um, responsibility um, to ensure that everything uh, electronic on their truck is, um, is, is current, up-to-date, uh, using you know, the, the best protocols that they can. They're not weak, they're not uh, vanilla, um, and if they are, then they best be replaced. Um, of course, you know, there's, there's, of course, the other simple, obvious things from a, from a driver. You know, if, certainly if they're not uh, locking their, their truck um, and protecting their physical assets, they're, they're, they're looking for trouble. They get, but there's best practices and those need to be followed. Chris Wolf and Luis Rodriguez at Powerfleet also touched on some of those same points. Here's their advice to carriers on that subject and more broadly, uh, penetration testing that they recommend that all companies invest in. Educate your employees. That's number one. I mean, usually most hacks, you know, and whatever intrusions are caused from your employee base. You know, they open the wrong email. And by the way, you know, that's something I would suggest that every, you know, because now they can access your truckers can access it from their cab. Right. And, you know, they're into your firewall potentially and then accessing, you know, external websites on their device, which now, you know, they're bringing that to your site. So, uh, you really need to educate your web about phishing attacks. You have to say, don't download things on the internet, especially not on company computers. And by the way, you can actually put uh, technology on your computers to limit that kind of capability for drivers, for you know people in the office too. It's not just drivers, right? It's just anybody 
uh, you know, that allows access or brings them, you know, clicks on the wrong link at the wrong time. Uh, it's, I think the solar winds thing is just, you know, that's a horrific thing because it actually, they uh, got behind and polluted an actual production system, right? That like, I think Louis said it best, it was trusted. I would strongly suggest that, that, you know, if you're a CIO at a trucking company, that you have your, your systems penetration tested. And if you make any change, any major change to those systems, new software that you put in, uh, you have to you know, include that in a revi or test revision. I mean, you need first foremost to understand the risks, where you're exposed. And if you have a, a device that's um, outside your wall, uh, firewall and communicating, it's understanding that, you know, and as Chris said, then start developing the strategies where to be uh, penetration testing to kind of focus on those particular aspects. You got to also understand what you're trying to protect. The important thing to know is you're never done. It's just the constant process is the hackers get smarter, the tools get smarter, and it just never, never ends. Well, that's this week's episode of the Tim 44. As always, we welcome your feedback. Please send us an email at tim44trucking at gmail.com or give us a call 404-491-1380 to leave us a voicemail. Don't forget to check out ccjdigital.com. Let us know what you think about the new format. Uh, as I said earlier, shoot us an email, give us a tweet, Facebook message, any method that you're comfortable with. We'd be glad to read it. All right, everybody, stay safe. Uh, watch out for cyber criminals, and we'll catch you next week.